Hi, I'm Breck. And I'm Sally. And we're two friends that wondered why it was so hard to make friends as we got older. Join us each week on Bask in Friendship as we explore friendship themes and tips on forging better bonds. We believe female friendships are going to save the world. Hello and welcome to Bask in Friendship. This week is all about one of, if not the most important topic in friendship, it's honesty. Oh man, it seems like such a word. Simple, yes. Easy, not entirely. We've been taught about the importance of honesty since we were all children, but somewhere in there, it became bigger than just telling your mom the truth. It became encompassing concepts like authenticity and vulnerability and trust. Those are some big topics under the umbrella of honesty. Well, they sure are. Well, I guess let's just get into it and what it means to be honest. Yes. You know, with honesty, it leads me also to wonder, is honesty always the best policy? Is there ever a time when it's kind to leave out some of the details? Or is this type of editing kind of standing in the way of a real authentic connection? What do you think, Sally? Gosh, uh, I actually love this question because to me, I think it's the truest expression of honesty in French. For me, it's that bigger topic of why. Why does someone feel the need to leave out the details? Is it to avoid scrutiny or judgment? Because while that can make sense in some self-preserving kind of way, it doesn't actually allow for a better connection. Because if you're not allowing yourself to be seen, you're missing a chance to connect. Plus, as we've touched on quite a few times here, deepening any relationship is all about safety in the in-between space. And getting to safety has a lot to do with honesty. I guess people can connect through conflict too, but in reality, safety is probably the healthiest means of getting to real friendship. Yeah, I think that's a good point you brought up in two things, which is um, something I was reading earlier this week that people build connections sometimes through conflict. So trying to avoid it, maybe by omitting the truth or not sharing your real truth, you think you're helping, but you're actually avoiding an opportunity that small conflicts build resiliency in relationships and they build connection. So people don't always want to see the perfect version of you that's edited. They'd rather have the bumpy version of you that they got to learn and like build a friendship with in spite of those things that could be a much powerful bond um like how scar tissue is kind of a good thing right it's also it gives the other person or one side of the relationship the chance to respond and maybe even grow themselves through that conflict i mean both can potentially be growth opportunities or like a deeper understanding opportunity for both sides. But you kind of get like the, like in your scar tissue example, like you get like the air, the, the, the resistance, and then the opportunity to find ways to heal, like together to, to grow, Um, which, yeah, it seems like maybe you don't want to avoid that. Yeah. Right. It's like that fear of scrutiny or being judged is actually what's keeping you from having a really meaningful connection because you're not being seen. Um, which I think goes back to that umbrella of like, you can't have truth or you can't have honesty without truth. 
and you can't have honesty without vulnerability. And, and, and maybe what's the other piece there is, can you be, that's the question maybe in friendship is, am I safe with this person? And maybe that's why it's hard to be honest. What do you think about like how safety and honesty play together? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I I think that you have to have safety to get to real friendship, but we've also talked before about each friendship, maybe having a different purpose and place and at varying degrees of realness and, and degrees of depth. So you know, maybe you, maybe as a friend, you aren't just going to ever get to that real safe space, that real deep friendship. If you can't have trust that the other person is being honest, like it just, it's like one of the the barriers to get to the next level. I, and I, and I think this question of is honesty always the best policy? Well, if you want deep, real, meaningful, like the truest friend, I think I have a hard time seeing how honesty is, is not like it, it, it has to be honest. Like, I, I don't see another way where it's like honesty asterisks, except with these three things or in this type of conversation, like that still to me means you're not at deep, real, true friendship. Can, can you think of any exceptions to that? Like, is that one of the, is that one of the defining pieces of what makes it yeah you know and I I think the research backs that up is that like that's what people need they need supportiveness trust and honesty more more than any other trait those are the three like the the real like foundation um and so I, I think that's a really good point which is there isn't an asterisk hmm. and, and, and you know I'm sure there is um there's a personal probably threshold that everyone has as an individual. It's different. Um, I know, you know, I personally can be, I think, honest to a point of bluntness mm-hmm. and not all people love that. Some people are, have a little bit more tact than I do. And I admire that quality in them, but um, I was air on the side of, I'd rather be too honest or like share the truth with people because I, there's not, there's nothing else to hide there. And so if you, if you can be hurt, we can rebuild, but if I'm hiding, hiding the truth, where do we go? Um, Yeah. And there, there's also a distinction maybe to, to have here, which is like, are we talking about honesty as you being you and that authentic self and the ability to be vulnerable? Like we, you mentioned at the beginning, or are you talking about the honesty of communicating about difficult things or what you see in another person, or they did something you didn't like, or giving feedback, like all the extra outside of yourself stuff. Um, Cause you know, maybe that external versus internal lens on honesty also reveals something about the truth of the friendship. So maybe you can always be honest and be yourself, but maybe then you don't feel comfortable being honest about them or how they make you feel or what they did or how they avoided you or how, you know, they, they did something you didn't like, like, what does that mean for the friendship too? Yeah, that's a good point, which is, and then like, how do you test that point? Right. I'm sure, I'm sure the default is if you're sharing your honesty, it's because you feel like it's safe with them and that you can do the same, but there probably is some point in a friendship where 
you have learned or experienced that that's not always the case. So my internal truth, I can show up as me, but I'm going to hold back my feedback or my um, questions or, you know, insert the blank here, like this, this part on your piece because of how you've responded in the past. And then that changes, that makes people kind of tiptoe, right? Where it's, you don't, and then does that affect the friendship? Because it's a slippery slope, right? If I feel like I can't talk to you freely and clearly about a bunch of different things because I'm afraid of your reaction, does that start to erode at our friendship? Yeah, or prohibit growth. You know, you stay above that real true friend line. Um, but, but also, you know, like I, I think like in my, some of my experiences and to your point about these small conflicts could actually be healthy. Like a lot of people avoid the difficult conversation. Like they can be honest and they can be true about themselves, but they don't want to like hurt someone else's feelings or they just can't find the right words. Cause we're so out of practice, like as a society in sharing clear, good, honest feedback or just insights about how you're feeling or how someone else made you feel in a, you know, true, careful, thoughtful, um, you know, non-judgmental way. Like we're just not good at that. And I think if we were better at finding the right words and the other person interpreting it or seeing it or hearing it with exactly what you're saying, then those little conflicts or, huh, tell me more, start to actually build that scar tissue. But I think it's like both sides are just not good. They're not good at doing the hard thing. And so we just don't, we just edit or we just hold back or we just lie or we, yeah, it was fine that you were late again. Yeah. It was no big deal that you avoided this again. Yeah. It's fine that you forgot this again. No big deal. And then we never get to real honest friendship because ultimately all of that leads to just withered trust. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think of two things, which is, um, you know, I was reading a a book about how, you know, people aren't terribly good at giving feedback or receiving feedback and it's, it's decayed over time because when we used to be a, a much more social society, we needed to constantly repair. We needed to use our voice. We're now, um, at least in American society, it's a lot easier for us to leave. So the, the question is like, is it easier to leave or is it easier to speak up? And in each case, I mean, there's so many cases in your life, right? You make that choice. Is my voice heard here that it's worth me speaking up to improve it? Or is the cost of speaking up so much or so uncomfortable that leaving is an easier choice? And I think that's like the, the dichotomy now where some people for maybe the relationship they don't feel like is worth saving or it's, it's a more of a, a comment on like our throwaway culture where it's like, it's disposable. Like I'll just move on. And, and that couldn't very much be hurting us. Yeah. And so it's, it's actually maybe a safety mechanism to not address the hard things because of the fear that the other person is going to be like, well, what? We don't have to have this conflict. I'll just avoid it and walk away. Like uh, there'll be more friends around the corner that won't have these conflicts with me. And so instead of even getting that out there and giving that person the opportunity to leave, there's like a safety mechanism of like, 
I'll just hold back the truth or lie or edit or kind of cover it all up a little bit because I'd like them just to be around. And what that means is we're actually prohibiting ourselves from getting deeper to the quality of relationship that we're actually most in need of. Yeah. This makes me think of um, the podcast you shared with me mm-hmm. about uh, with the Stanford professors and the, and they, for, for our listeners who haven't listened to it, they have a course on interpersonal dynamics at Stanford and it's, they have lots of lovely, lovely points that I will not go into all of them here, but one of the ones that in relation to what we're talking about made me think of it, which is when people say, it's not worth it. It's not worth bringing this up right now. It's not worth me bringing up that you were late three times to our past five meetups. And what they suggest is to change, to change it from it to I'm not worth it, you're not worth it, or we are not worth it. And when you take away that distancing language, it changes that entirely. Like to me, I'm like, oh, well, our friendship is worth it and I am worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so powerful. That was huge. Yeah. And I, I see that also as like a potential entry point into hard conversations. So I think about like one of the questions we thought through for today, um, you know, how have you been able to potentially rebuild honesty after a bump in the road or, you know, how can you move on? And I think about like the entry point into tough conversations. And I think just acknowledging like, like, Oh, this is going to be really hard. Hey friend, like I'm so scared to have this conversation, but we are worth it. Like leading with that feels like all of a sudden, like, so, cause that's really what you're, that's ultimately what you're saying. But like, because as a society, we lack the words to have the meaningful building conversations without complete teardown. We just tear down. Like, we don't know like how to do it in this empowered, we're worth it. I want to share something with you. That's really hard. Please listen and like be open and like, let's have a conversation, but this is just know that this, I don't have all the right words. Um, because even in that podcast, um, they suggest like, it's, it's not going to be perfect. It's a practice. We're all imperfect human beings. Like we, we don't have all the right words all the time, but like even saying out loud, I don't have all the right words, but I can't keep this lie going, or I can't keep this from you yeah. because we're worth it. You're worth it. It's just such a beautiful, a more beautiful way to say like, you need to know what you did wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who's going to respond well to that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the point. It's like, first thing first, like, this is the why I'm bringing it up. It's not to, to make you feel bad. Right. It's because like, I like us in order for us to keep building back stronger, we need to address this thing that's getting in the way of us. And it's always with empathy because obviously if you're talking about it, it's like, cause you care about that person. It shouldn't be a tear down, but I think we have people get nervous when they're like, we need to talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's also, you know, we've been sort of um, not careful in this conversation about articulating, like we're talking about kind of lies or holding back truths and giving feedback, but there's also just like day, day lies and like little white lies and just the, the non-truth of like what comes out of someone's mouth sometimes. And you're like, really, that's what happened. I don't think that that was not my experience or whatever. Like, what do we think about that in a friendship? Like, is that, is that a personality quirk? Is that just a, like we accept them and sometimes they 
edit, they, they smooth things over. They, um, they see the world a little differently. Yeah. What is that creative interpretation of the truth? (laughs) Um, to be kind. Yeah. I, I do. I do wonder that too. Right. Which is where's the threshold between someone having a different reality than yours and like seeing it very much through their own lens versus someone distorting the truth. And like, do you call them out on that too? Which is, well, I was there and I don't remember it like that at all. Um, or is it worth, again, like, are these things where you're, you chalk it up to a personality difference and you're like, wow, they really perceived the series of events very differently. And where does it matter to interject? Um, I can imagine if it's a one-off, two-off, it might be, I don't know, quote unquote, a colorful person, like a colorful <laughs> interpretation of things versus um, a habit of, of someone that you can't feel very safe with. Because if they're, they're, whether they're lying on purpose or it's just lying through omission or a, a colorful interpretation of things, when your reality is so far removed from someone else's reality, it's really hard to find middle ground. Yeah. And, and yeah, that middle ground is like where you build trust, where you safe, where you're feeling like you can be vulnerable. Um, which again could be, you know, maybe all of this is to say, like, if one of our, or the main qualifier of deep, real, true friendship is honesty on both sides across the board, no matter what, then maybe the one or two colorful pieces, it's okay. But if it's habit, then maybe you just don't get there with that person. Or I don't know, we haven't, we haven't contemplated, like, is this in the eyes of the beholder? Maybe we have even you, our listeners thinking, oh, it's fine. If they habitually lie, it's no big deal. Everyone does it. Little white lies, no big deal. And I think, you know, Breck and I so far this conversation have been like, huh, I don't know. I don't think that's how you make a real friend to come to life. But is, is that true? Yeah, it could be like, it's, it's like one of those like personality things where it's like, we're, we're truth hardliners. We are truth truthers. (laughs) it's truth or nothing and some people it's like maybe it's like what they value right like Mm. I value truth less than I value (laughs) accountability so you may not always be true but you own up to it later like is that more valuable that someone kind of comes around and is Mm. like acknowledging or or maybe accountability is different maybe it's that they're consistent and they put in the effort so you're like, yeah, you know, Jane isn't a hundred percent honest all the time. She said that that was a, you know, she's had that shirt forever, but the tag was hanging out the back. But every time she says she's going to call, she calls. And that's a more important quality to me. Like in the weight, the weight of, of traits that you're looking for in friends. Yeah. It almost seems like we're coming rather from like a place of like black and white. We're coming back to this like gray space or this might be more of a debate than we both even realized. Yeah. And it it brings up the the thought to you, which is. Can people be honest in relationships if they're not honest with themselves? And I think that's the challenge, right? Because some people 
thinking of someone who's maybe has some habitual white lies, you know, the person with the tag hanging out their, their shirt saying it's an old shirt. It could be that they, you know, they have a, a thing going on with themselves that they, you know, they have to tell you that it's old because they told their spouse because it's old because they are having a larger issue with their shared finances. And that's a conversation she couldn't even approach. So for mm-hmm. the sake of her telling you, she has to keep her story straight for everyone. Or, or even like when it comes to like personal authenticity, it's hard to show up for your flaws. Like if, if you have a friend who, you know, I've had friends who are like really accomplished and really intimidating and they bring out an insecurity in you that maybe you don't overtly lie. I don't like, like, yes, I too have a master's from MIT, but instead you know, and they talk, they're like, where did you go to school? And I just don't talk about it. I just leave the subject or change the subject because it's my insecurity speaking there. And it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with them or how I can relate to them, but it's a hot button. Mm-hmm. Just pondering, what are your thoughts about that, Sally? Yeah. Have you ever had like a friend who maybe triggers something in you that you maybe wouldn't have, have thought otherwise? Yeah, I definitely think when I was younger, um, because like, I think also we've grown up in a comparison culture. And so like comparison, whether in real life or via the scroll on our phone, um, it's just a very human, it's just become part of like our our very human experience. And I think that can uh, cause you to wear masks, to put up walls and to kind of do all this like inauthentic, non-truthful stuff that it, it could be lies through omissions. It could be editing. It could be recreating. It could be fabricating a version of yourself. Um, and I definitely think I did a bunch of that when I was younger. I think that, you know, we've talked about like thirties being such a great space and place for us. Like my thirties, I think that I've just sort of grown out of it. It's, it's like, when we hear, or I hear like stories in the news of like someone who's been living the lie for too long, like the stories just get too hard to keep up with, um, or just it's exhausting. And I think I definitely felt that earlier in my thirties, not that I was living lies, but just, I got tired. I got drained of that kind of comparison culture and just wanted to like be me over and over day after day and like live for myself and for the truth of who I am without a comparison and without anyone bringing out any sort of insecurity in me. So, you know, going back to the basics in in conversations and subjects we've touched on, even in this podcast around, um, you know, caring for yourself before you can be in a relationship or, you know, um, being true to yourself in order to show up as a friend, um, all of that, you know, work, I feel like I've definitely put in over the years, um, where like now it, it just doesn't, it just doesn't matter as much. Um, yeah. Ah, wait, I think I'm putting two and two together. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is why authenticity and like truth is such a hard line for you because you feel like you've put in the work and mm-hmm. you feel like you're at the point where you're a hundred percent authentic. And so since you're there, that's what you're expecting because that's what you're putting in. Yeah. Or that, again, that defines like real true friendship for me, right? If we go back to it being potentially a debate or a gray area or people having different views depending on their values, um, 
my view and my values is definitely aligned on truth and authenticity for sure. And maybe it could be because I've been putting in the work or it could just be at this point in my life, this is what I value less about the, the struggle I have endured to get here. Um, even though, gosh, I respect and, and love a good struggle, but, um, you know, more just like, this is where I'm at today. So you've like identified and like solidified your why and like your value of what's important. And like, that's why, you know, your, your feeling is what it is. I think for uh, maybe not putting words in your mouth, but for me, like, I think that's my thing is like, I feel like I can't care about all the things in the world, but I can care about three things that are, I feel like are really important. I think like being honest is just like a huge bedrock to me, being authentic, being humble. Like those things are things I, I want to see in other people. And because honesty is one of them, that's why I feel like more black and white, where if someone's like humor, I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe not. You know, I don't care as much about all things. Hmm. Yeah. So maybe we're, we're kind of coming full circle here in this conversation that honesty ends up being a value that not everybody values in the same way or at the same point um, or with the same depth at different points in their life. And I guess we're talking to, you know, each other in the sense of like, huh, we're, we kind of care a lot about it, but I think we're seeing that not everybody cares much about it. And then it, it's, it's sort of incumbent on us as individuals to stand up for what we care about in our friendships in order to continue to go deeper with them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good summation. Mm. Even though I still think the research is clear. <laughs> The researchers say it, but again, it's a, it's a, it's a statistic. So it's not always a rule, um, but it does make me think of you, um, which I love the way you said this, which is like cash in a friend bank. Can you mm-hmm. share your concept of, of the friend bank? Yeah. Just, you know, over time in the little moments and the little, um, you know, conversations and the ways friendship show up to, to each other and for each other. Um, over time, and we know that time is really what helps friendships grow and build and develop, um, cash goes in, in a bank and I'm putting cash in your bank, Breck and Breck, you're putting cash in my bank if, if we're friends. And, um, what that means is like, if there are misses in that values alignment, or if you do something and it's like frustrating, or if you do something, I'm like, ah, or whatever I care about that, that you are not showing up for, you've got cash in the bank with me. You have shown up in the past. You have been that great friend in the past. You have um, walked on your side of the street with me. You've been part of it with me. So over time, it's less important that you continue to give me exactly what I need because you've developed it in such a way with me that it's strong. It's there. There's a ton of money in the bank. So maybe a little bit will come out over time and, you know, a little bit will come out of your bank from mine, but, um, you know, we're we're never going to get to empty because there's like such a strong foundation there. And just like the, the time that passes enables more cash to go in than comes out. And I know Brene Brown has a, has a view on this too. Do you want to share that? Yeah. So yeah, it it reminds me of her. She had this great story about the marble jar, which is her question for her, which we'll link in the show notes. So I don't butcher her, her story, but the, the high level of it is her, her daughter had a a not great moment at school 
And she said, how will I ever know when I can trust people again? And she, and Brene Brown was like, well, it's like your friends in the marble jars. And they put a marble in and a marble in and a marble in. And once they have enough marbles, that's when you know you can trust again. Do Have they put in the work? Have you put in the time? Have you built that foundation? Um, and so when I read that doing research about honesty, it immediately made me think of, of Sally, Sally's cash in the bank, um, which is why I didn't want to bring it up because I have used that myself. And like Sally's reminded me myself, I was going through friend things. She's like, do they have cash in the bank? And I think that's good to keep that bigger perspective in an individual moment that feels large. Yeah. Man, we uh, covered a lot of ground today. (laughs) (laughs) We did. Um, And I think when we visit topics like this, they're so simple on the surface, um, but I'm always surprised by how much I enjoy doing the research and finding new takes on them. Because these foundational elements, they really make all the difference. And it's easy to dismiss this idea of honesty that's just so simple. Um, But it doesn't, and like that, it doesn't need much exploring. But I think just as we discussed, and and we even changed our our tunes as as we found our way in this conversation, there's so much more to it than that. Yeah. Well, hopefully you all agree. And thank you so much for listening. I will put some extra resources, like the things that we talked about in this podcast into the show notes for you. And if you liked getting deep with us today, hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and join our wait list. We're working on helping you meet your next best friend. Check out getbask.com. See you next time on Bask in Friendship. Friendship.